Welcome to the Milk Bottle e-commerce show, brought to you by Milk Bottle Labs, Ireland's top-rated and officially accredited Shopify and Klaviyo e-commerce experts. Founder Keith Matthews interviews e-commerce professionals, app developers and entrepreneurs to share as much digital knowledge and e-commerce tips and tricks as possible. This podcast is kindly supported by our go-to e-commerce tools. Rewind.io, the leading backup solution for Shopify, BigCommerce, Trello and more. Let's just say it's the cheapest insurance policy you'll ever get for your Shopify store and all your valuable data. Simply go to rewind.io forward slash milk bottle to get your first month for free. Our go-to Shopify application to supercharge in-store pickup and local delivery on your Shopify store is Zapiet. It's fully customizable and scalable from one location to thousands. Backed by outstanding customer support, it's no wonder Zapiet is trusted by over 10,000 plus stores across 150 countries. Now over to your host, Keith Matthews. Hey folks, welcome back. My guest today is Neve Talent. Neve is the founder of Hersport.ie, a concept developed after seeing the disparity between media coverage of females and male athletes. As an athlete, her industry knowledge and relationships across different sports, from top-level athletes and coaches to a number of governing bodies, places her in a position of capability in delivering into this market space. In 2020, Neve received the Digital Business Ireland Women in Digital Award and was also named in the Sport for Business and Business Post 30 Under 30 People to Watch. Neve is a regular across Irish media channels, including Off the Ball, RTE, Ireland AM and News Talk. And Neve retails her brand on the Shopify platform. And I am delighted to welcome her today. Neve, welcome. Thanks a million for having me. Thank you for joining me. Have you done many podcasts? Yeah, yeah, a good few. We've obviously our her sport podcasts that we have on a, a consistent basis, but then I love to check in and chat with other people and share a bit about the her sport journey. Perfect. And um, I asked that question just as I've mentioned off the ball or to you in Ireland AM. So you have obviously, you're well versed with your media experience. Yeah, no, it's, it's good to talk about our journey, I think, as as a business and, and share what we're doing. But then um, obviously the, the sports coverage and all that comes into it as well. So I, I get a nice mix of both. Now, before we get into her sport, you're obviously sporty. Yeah. So what's your preferred sport? Um, when I was in secondary school, I would have been heavily involved in swimming. So I would have swam competitively uh, right through secondary school. Um, I tried a couple of other sports as well. So I was involved in athletics in hockey, camogie for a very brief period, football, um, horse riding as well. I'm sure there's a few others. Um, and then when I was in college, um, I picked up rowing. So I was growing until recently and now uh, taking a little bit of a step back, maybe sport casually while I'm just trying to grow the business because uh, there's lots of opportunities and um, I'll I'll be involved in some capacity, but rowing's pretty time intensive. So we'll, yeah. we'll take a break for this year. So um, is rowing similar to swimming? Is it yeah. still a kind of a get up in the morning at five o'clock sport? Yeah, eight to 10 sessions a week. So last year, you know, we're kind of the between the second and third year of our business and um, just a, a lot of time it, it is doable but I know there's a lot of opportunities out there um, for her sport and, and I just want to make sure that we you know really grow the business and um, and take those opportunities some of them are in Ireland some of them are in the UK um, there was a, a trip to Paris on the cards and that type of thing as yeah. well so it's tough to, to be committed to a team and, and be committed to the business uh, 100% so it's the, the team that will have to uh, go on without me this year Yeah and the, the truth is that if you're in a team you have to be committed 100% yeah. don't yeah. you? Yeah 
absolutely. We mentioned, uh, you, we were just talking before we pressed record there, that you went to UCD. Have you seen the pool, the new pool? Yeah, what, yeah, I would have swam there, yeah. So I actually swam uh, in college uh, in a, a more casual manner. So I was on the on the second team there. I I competed at varsities, but it wouldn't have been to the same level as when I was competing as a, as a teenager. Yeah. So yeah, great facilities they have out there. Um, it's 55 sports clubs UCD offers. So it's a, it's a huge amount. And, you know, any of the, the talks and workshops that I do around the landscape of women's sport and the opportunities I just say to people like when you're in college there's probably no other other time in your life that you get exposed to so many different sports and, and the supports that you get and, and for the cost of it as well like it can be 10, 20, 30 euro to be involved in these in these teams and get access to these facilities and you know trampolining, badminton whatever yeah. you want to do it's all yeah. there so yeah. go for it. Especially in UCD I'm showing my age when I just said to you there <laughs> did you did you see the pool? The pool was obviously I think it was built, built, built like just the year before I ah, started. Okay. So and yeah. I know they've they've just opened up their track as well. So yeah. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. I've I've seen I've seen facilities in the states as well, and and really like we have we have top level um, facilities in Ireland too. Absolutely, fully agreed. Before we dig into her sport, just give us a, a flavour for exactly what it is. So her sport was set up to empower and, and encourage girls and women in sport. Um, I guess it started because. Um, I saw the lack of coverage of, of women in sport. You're going digging for the information. I saw elite athletes that were performing and not getting the credit that they deserved. And I just wanted to change that. And, you know, I explored the idea of doing a PhD and then kind of realised, look, you, you have the skills, just go for it and, and create a website. I understood the business model. Uh, I understood how to use the technology. So I set up the website and the social media channels to, to start the coverage there. Um, but we've evolved as a business. We do a lot of workshops and seminars now around the landscape of women's sport, encouraging um, you know teenagers to stay involved, encouraging women to re-engage with sport, um, educating men and women um, about about being in, involved in sport and, and the barriers that girls and women might face. And then, um, yeah, we've our, our range of merchandise and we have a membership platform and uh, lots of different things going on in the business. So it's been some journey thus far. So there's a very much a social enterprise element yeah. to the business. Yeah. Just, just on your point there about, you know, giving workshops to young women and, mm-hmm. and girls, is it equally as important to give a workshop to the boys? Yeah, absolutely. And do, do you do that? Um, we're talking to schools at the moment and, um, you know, we're, we're starting off with girls and mixed schools and we definitely would be including including the, the boys and men in that conversation. Um, when it comes to educating adults and coaches and, and, and parents, we talk to everybody. Everybody needs to be aware of, of the barriers. And I think something for me is when people say they're a sports fan, I, you, you know, reflect on that. Are you a general sports fan? Do you watch men's and women's sports? Or if you reflect on it yourself, like, do you actually only watch men's sports? So then is it true to say that you're a true sports fan? So, um, yeah, it's just about opening that conversation. Like a lot of people just carry on with their life and do what they're doing and and don't realise maybe how the other half lives. Um, We're not quite at the point yet where we're delivering the workshops to... uh, exclusively to boys' classes or boys' groups, but that is definitely an aim because, um, you know, they they have to understand it as well. Um, if you speak to them young, like they're friends with lots of lots of other little girls or teenagers as well. And um, oftentimes, like, you know, they've been left out of the conversation when it comes to things like body image and menstrual cycle and and, and some of the worries that, that their, you know, female counterparts have. Um, it's not their fault that we're leaving them out, so it's time to bring them in on the conversation. Um, from my perspective, a male in his 40s mm-hmm. observing the world right now, I mean... Is it correct to say that the GAA, which is the, you know, for international listeners, is our kind of national game, the Gaelic Athletic Association, has done a wonderful job 
promoting ladies football and it's it's on television a lot or you may think that it's not that's what I'm trying to get to if you look at the success of the uh, the English ladies soccer team and the recent qualification of the the mm-hmm. Irish soccer yeah. team um to the World Cup am I being completely naive thinking that it's changing or is there just so much more to do it's definitely changing and, and we've seen a huge difference in Ireland and uh, and in the UK recently. I think things are pushing forward in a couple of other countries as well. Um, in terms of the GAA specifically, um, a lot of people don't necessarily realise that there's three organisations when it comes to Gaelic games. So you have the GAA, which covers men's Gaelic football and hurling. And then you have the LGFA, which is the Ladies Gaelic Football Association, which is uh, women's football. And then you have the Camogie Association, which looks after... Um, women's hurling which is you know the camogie is the equivalent of, of hurling there um so progress is certainly made in terms of in terms of ladies gaelic football um i think the partnership that they have there with with little has really pushed things forward uh you know we've seen increase year on year um for the attendances at, at the matches and and definitely elevating the profile of the players and more excitement building and you know i'd i'd be confident that over the next 10 to 15 years we will see a full uh, croke park for a women's all ireland final so it is definitely getting there uh, the success of the of the euros um and, and england winning and all of the excitement that came with it that will absolutely kick forward women's sport in the uk and we're seeing a bit of a trickle over to ireland as well um Brilliant results for the Irish women's soccer team here. Uh, that again will will make huge strides in the uptake of soccer, the attention that the team are getting, uh, all that kind of thing. I heard there was loads of young girls looking to sign up to play football, and it's a it's a great team. The athletes are great; they're very personable. They take a lot of team a lot of time with the fans. Um, you know, it's they they're getting more and more opportunity. The work that Sky and Cadbury's are doing with them is brilliant as well. So, um. Very excited for the for the World Cup next year. It's the uh, first major tournament the team has qualified for. So um, it always helps getting good results. So it's the uh, same. Good point. In England. Good point. So so when there's a good result, it's just natural that it, the sport gets elevated. Yeah, like the work is being done anyway, and the and you know the Irish football team is they're playing really well. But for me. I absolutely want to see them get that result because I'm an Irish person and because I'm a fan. But even more so, I wanted that result um, for women's sport because I think that it will really uh, amplify what's going on for for women's football in Ireland, but also for women's sport as a whole. And it will just com- continue to um, build the on the success from that. If they hadn't qualified, then you're back in the situation where uh, we're watching them at different tournaments. They haven't qualified for the World Cup. You might be waiting for the next time for the qualification of the Euros. And, and the, the team will still continue playing, but not at the major tournaments, which is where we want to see them playing. Um, so... So if we flip that slightly and you look at the lack of success of the men's team, mm-hmm. is that what happens as a result when Ireland don't win or don't qualify for a major tournament? Does does the same thing happen with the men's game or do you think the men's game will always be the men's game? It'll just always be people playing and people interested in it. So many people play football in Ireland. Men, yeah. boys. Like so many of them are playing. And then in terms of if you think about like soccer as a sport, like it's hugely ingrained in society uh, you know, you have to look at like Premier League, Champions League, like we talk about all the UK teams, we talk about Barcelona, we talk about like a lot, of, a lot of that. And we don't have the same level of that discussion around the women's teams. Like Katie McCabe is, is playing for Arsenal, Louise Quinn is playing for Birmingham and the conversation hasn't quite evolved as much and it, it will continue. And 
you know, football fans, like go and look at the women's teams and see what they're doing as well. Um, we always will have diehard fans when it comes to, to Irish football and, and they will follow the men's team everywhere. And we just need to build that momentum behind the women's team. And, and it, it, it doubles the opportunity to enjoy the sport that you love. So if, if soccer is your thing, follow the two teams. If rugby is your thing, follow the two teams. Like with the rugby, it's, um, you know, the, the Irish women's team have uh, just recently um, been issued with the, or well, they're about to be issued with the professional contracts. So that's going to bring us up on par when it comes to the Six Nations now. And we're going to see, uh, you know, change over the next couple of years and, a lot of people that we talk to that started watching the Women's Six Nations a couple of years ago are massive fans now. So it's it's exposure and trying something new, I suppose, for some people. And it, but it takes time, isn't it? Yeah, it takes yeah, years and years to, to yeah. change a culture. Uh, it's like I, people ask, like, what are you trying to do? And I'm like, oh yeah, we're just trying to create a cultural change. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, it's easy to write that down on paper, but to achieve it is, is certainly something difficult. But um, look, every day we we do see. Uh, progress. Uh, it might be there might be a big win, there might be a small win, but but certainly we're moving forward. Uh, at the same time, there's challenges every day too, but you just have to you know keep overcoming them. Of course, there is. Let's just take one moment and we will listen to our sponsors. Rewind.io is the leading data backup solution for your Shopify store. Did you know that there is no way of recovering lost data in Shopify? If your store is gaining traction, you may have multiple staff or third-party developers entering your store. Mistakes can happen and data can be easily deleted. Rewind.io puts you in control of your data, allowing you to restore anything accidentally lost from a single image to an entire store. It acts as a pretty cheap insurance policy for your Shopify account. At Milkbottle, we help clients reduce their business risk by installing Rewind in every single store before we make any changes. Get your first month for free by simply replying to your sign-up email. So, Neve, there's a disparity, okay, uh, in the coverage, right? Which is one of the reasons you started her sport. Mm -hmm. To the blind observer, to a person that just listens to the radio every day or just watches a little bit of television and maybe doesn't even read the sports pages, can you just give us an example of that disparity? Um... There was an example made last week. We had seven boxers in the European Championships, uh, in the Women's European Boxing Championships, that had made it to a guaranteed bronze medal. And I'm not sure had they had they gone through to the final. I think it was the guaranteed bronze medal position. And there was a com- comments made online that that wasn't on RT News and that they were talking about the Tour de France. I mean, the Tour de France isn't on at the moment. The Tour de France was a couple of months ago. And, you know, Kelly Harrington, our Olympic champion, was one of those boxers. Like, she came out as European champion there a couple of days later. But, you know, it's just about being cognizant and following the teams and and flagging some particular athletes that you know are going to compete well and and then getting to learn, you know, the, the people that are coming up the ranks. So we do consistently have people tagging us saying, you know, there was X amount of stories about men's sport in this newspaper and that newspaper and not one picture or story about the women's, women, women teams or, or female athletes or, or whatever it is. So, um, there is a, it is, it is time to change. And, uh, we have seen advances on, on television, like TG Carr are, are putting in, um, a lot of effort to try and cover different sports and get on, give exposure. Um, but then I also think like, in terms of some of the things that are that are going on, like we're paying for a TV license. We're certainly not seeing 50-50 split when it comes to sport. And it's up to, I suppose, society to to talk about that a bit more and and to understand actually like who are the taxpayers? 
And so we we have some of the power to ask for for these shows to be on on some of our government supported channels. So there's there's momentum there. It is changing. We're doing a huge amount of work and covering a huge amount of stories on hersport.e across all our social channels. And that's why people keep coming back. Like we're covering the you know the bigger sports. We're covering some minority sports. Like um, it's trying to give us as much as we can. But it's not just us. And and um, you know we need to give the coverage there so that everybody can see it. Men, women, girls, boys get that exposure and, and get that news. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Funny you talk about the, the female boxers coming back home. The only reason I knew that those medals were won because a friend of mine was travelling through Dublin Airport mm-hmm. and he met Kelly Harrington and he got yeah. a photo with her. <laughs> Brilliant. You know, so you're actually, you know, you're dead right. That's that's She's a good Olympic example. champion, like, do you know? Yeah. And, and we had, uh, you know, a world champion fighting there as well. Yeah. Like, eight, more than one world champion, but um, Amy Broadhurst was fighting um, Lisa O'Rourke. Yeah. You can't be expected to you remember. You can change remember. that to Aoife O'Rourke if I got the wrong Aoife O'Rourke. O'Rourke but, um, <laughs> so, one of the, um, I, I met you at a Digital Business Ireland event um, and we had a mutual friend who introduced us. We ended up after the event in a bar and I remember we spoke at length for, you know, about, about what you do. And one of the things that intrigued me was, was that you've taken on a big task. Mm-hmm. You, you also have a Shopify store selling merchandise and you're also, you're, you're basically a media outlet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So to the user that has never seen her sport or seen the site or been on the site, what do you do on a daily basis? Hmm, a lot. <laughs> Every day is different. Um what you can expect from us as an organisation every day is that there will be content there there will be news stories there on women's sport so we will deliver the news we do interviews on a regular basis with uh, with athletes Um, we create different types of content we want the the content to be fun and to be engaging so you know we have a couple of segments um, that are that are funny like we have a series called You Laugh You Lose that uh, people really enjoy Uh, we recently did it with the Wall Sisters the All-Ireland Champions from Meath which um, you know, it, it's really funny content, and it's just about uh, creating content that that engages people and, and that they really enjoy. So, um, that's the the media side of the business. Um, we do you know regular shows as well, keeping people updated if they like to consume video and, and audio uh, content. Um, but then, kind of behind the scenes, we're working on things like our membership platform. We're working on the workshops and seminars that we do. Um, the Her Sport Awards will be coming up on the twenty eighth of January, so that's uh, all how, how all systems you- go. How do you have time to do all of this? Um, we, I have a very long list uh, of things to do. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big task list. But. So, like, gosh, we, there's three or four major awards um, in the e-commerce space. Mm-hmm. And, and look at uh, um, our mutual friend, uh, Lorraine Higgins, runs uh, Digital Business Ireland. And it's even hard work for us to get our customers to enter the awards. Yeah. So do you have access to, a, obviously, you have, you have a great team, okay, mm-hmm. to support you. But is hands on deck and bodies? Is that hard? Is it constantly yeah. difficult because you're 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 doing so much? Yeah, no, it is. It is a challenge, and like we are a startup, and and it's kind of the point of of the journey that we're at at the moment. And like, I have a vision of you know, w- you know, one person specifically being over merchandise, and that's every, like there all day, every day is is that you know our corporate program that that's you know. Sp- one thing that somebody does all day, every day, then that the media and content side and, uh, you know, content partnerships and advertising side is a, is a whole other side of of the business as well. And then we have our talks and workshops and that has huge potential to to, to grow out as well. So um, I certainly have a vision for a big team, but at the moment, um, you know, we are 
um, we're growing, but you are limited by resource. Like it's it's talent that we need. It's bringing people in to expand our team and uh, to be able to help us with some of these things and um, to have people like people cost money. So we have to we have to choose wisely in terms of in terms of that expansion. But um, we brought on. Uh, three people this year and I'll be looking to bring on uh, two to three more uh, come kind of January, February time. So, um, yeah, working on that at the moment, um, the more hands we have on deck, uh, the more that we can do. But obviously you can't jump too fast or you can't afford it. So, yeah. The amount of people that try to set up media companies Mm -hmm. because content is very, very difficult to monetize. The amount of people that do it and then back out of it Mm -hmm. is... It's phenomenal, really, you know. You know, one thing that intrigues me about, you you, you mentioned minority sports and then Mm -hmm. you also mentioned, you know, mainstream sports. Yeah. So do you personally have to send somebody out to to watch a game? For example, women's hockey is no no longer minority. It's, again, through their success, Mm -hmm. as you you mentioned, they have a corporate sponsor. But um, a junior county game in, in, Mm -hmm. in County Wexford, which could be a major game for the Wexford ladies, you know, do you have the ability to send people down there or, you know, is there a load of events that you're disappointed you can't get to, I suppose is my question. Yeah, look, we'd, we'd love to cover everything and we get a lot of people contacting us with results or, and, and that type of thing. And, and it's not possible to be at, at every single event, but yeah. we work very closely with the national governing bodies and we got a lot of match reports or competition reports from them. Um, so that allows us to share all of the news stories and the competition reports um, in one location, which is what we found with our community is they're all interested in lots and lots of different sports. You don't necessarily have someone that's specifically interested in camogie. They actually are genuinely interested in finding out some of the other news. Like yeah, it's, it's yeah. A, a very good, like kind of good feeling atmosphere among the community which is nice like they like being exposed to learning about other athletes and I that's what we've created like we've created that community but you know on the other hand there are other sports that in terms of the national governing bodies they don't have the support themselves so it's tough to to get the news from there so um we we follow social media very closely we have good relationships with all of the female athletes around the country pretty much um so if we need to get results, we'll we'll get in touch with them or um and that type of thing. Like when it when it comes to um some of the the county level stuff, it can be it can be tough to to find all the details. Um, but a lot of people contact us and send us in news stories, and that's great. And we'll get as many of them up as as we possibly can. But again, um, resources are limited, so we can only do so much. I don't want to be a business where we're only covering soccer, rugby. GA athletics like I don't want to just cover your mainstream sports because for me like they're not all the sports that everybody loves and and it's not from the fandom perspective it's from the trying a new sport and getting somebody to engage so you know Elsa Desmond is the only uh, Irish luge athlete in the country and if we can expose that that sport and if we can um, you know share more about softball or about badminton or ice hockey, whatever it might be, ice skating, you know, and that's what somebody's interested in doing. If we can direct them towards that to get involved, that's why we share those sports too. You know, on one on one hand, some of the the bigger sports, they have more eyes on them, they've more engaged, um, they, they've more people involved and they also have sponsors. So that's where we will generate our revenue. But for me, it's about making an impact as well. And I want to see like more and more girls and women getting involved it's twice as many girls drop out of sport as boys by the age of 14. Uh, 50% of 
women by the age of 20 will have dropped out of sport. So I want to see more of them come back and try something new. Some people don't like running. They don't like playing ball sports, yeah. whatever it is. Like, but they, but they, may, they may enjoy reading about the latest. Yeah. And, and if they we're providing that to be a sports fan too. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people are trying cycling and are loving joining cycling groups. Go and do that. Or if yeah. it's triathlon, like there's loads of opportunities for yeah. people. It's just about like letting them know that there's lots and lots of different sports out there. And then there's also a level from social that could be once in a week. It could be once every two weeks, right up to competitive where it can be 10 to 14 times a week. So it's about finding what suits you. Yeah, absolutely. So again, producing content is difficult because mm-hmm. you've got all of these channels to push it to. Yeah. I mean, everybody has jumped onto TikTok. I'm sure there'll be another one in two years time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, be me- real is taken off at the moment. But I'm just, we're, we're it? on it, but we're kind of observing as opposed to. Okay. Um, and for me, YouTube seems to be the one that has outlasted everybody. Mm-hmm. The quality of content up there has increased yeah, significantly. Um, is there one particular channel that you are getting a lot of success on? Not necessarily, yes, I'd have to say. So look, we're um, just about to cross having 100,000 people in our community. Um, well done. A lot of that is made up from Instagram. So we have 45,000 uh, people in our community on Instagram. And we've also just crossed having 20,000, um, you know, in our community on TikTok. So they'd be two, two big ones for us. Um, TikTok rapidly grew over a three-month period from like 4,000 to over 20,000. So, you know, for us, um, the volume is there um, and there's there's opportunities to work with brands and, and, you know, get products in front of, products and services, I suppose, in front of, in front of our community. So the, the relevant, um, you know, brands connecting with our audience and, and something we're really proud of is the engagement rate. You know, we have a really good engagement rate. People genuinely care about what we do, so they're loyal to us. Um, but then for me, you mentioned YouTube, like we put a huge amount of effort in the last, you know, six to nine months in, um, building our YouTube channel and growing it and consistently putting up content. And um, last week we were monetized. So finally we've managed well to monetize our, uh, our YouTube yeah. channel. So, so. so 4,000 4, hours in, a, in 12 4,000 hours, yeah. And the 1,000 subscribers. So we were sitting yeah. on the 1,000 subscribers for a while. We've yeah. uh, over, I think over 1,200 subscribers now, but it was the hours that we were just trying. And it's consistency is just keep putting the content yeah. up. So well, I, I have I have a personal channel with uh, 3,250 subscribers. Yeah. But I don't have the 4,000 hours. hours. It's tough. It's really tough yeah. to get there. And, you know, for us, like we're, we're weighing up like different opportunities um you know at the at the disc- at the discussion table to yeah. see like what are the ones we're going to we're going to pursue and you know I was I was keen to really just try this and, and see how it goes because if it's something that like we have some content that people will keep coming back to watch like we produced a ladies Gaelic football documentary um about the New York ladies team uh, they celebrated th- uh, their 30-year anniversary this year so that's something that people can go back and, and watch in two years time and they get the story yeah. um, and then we also have our weekly content that we that we share that's you know the Her Sports Show that gives you the latest updates this week on, on women's sports so we have a show called The Period Panel that people will go back and, and they'll watch the content that's in The Period Panel because it's ent- educational and informative yeah. so if we just keep putting that content up there keep putting it out and, and if that becomes kind of a a passive revenue stream almost some of the content yeah. will become passive yeah. and 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 that's what we need like we just need to keep generating revenue to support what we're doing um you know it's there's a lot of people that want us to do what we're doing a lot of people that support us uh, sometimes like we've we've just launched our membership platform and and we're excited to see how many people signed up but um you know people won't always convert um, and, and kind of put their money where their mouth is, I suppose. Yeah, I was involved with a, a national publication many, many years ago in, in, a, in a job I had and the, the owners had visited the offices of the New York Times mm-hmm. 
And the New York Times was one of the first international publications to, to nail subscriptions. Yeah. Um, and it's extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you search it online, there is stories, there is stories written about what they did to break the mould. Mm-hmm. And I, I think now they, I think they could... They bill maybe a, it could be a billion a month, mm-hmm. or it's it's something it's something ridiculous. <laughs> so people will pay for content yeah. once it's once it's quality. You know? Yeah, and and for us, like the New York Times and and what we are is obviously totally different. You know, and that's the same when it comes if you're looking at men's sport and women's sport. It is different, and what we're trying to do here is is offer um, the content of of women's sport to people so you know we don't want to paywall that on paywall content like we want to keep delivering the news so we're kind of in a it's like a, a rock and a hard face a little bit where yeah. you know we need the support to to deliver more coverage so when people want us to cover more games or more athletes and, and that type of thing you know we have to um the more kind of financial opportunity that we have, the more that we can do. But for us now, like things that are included in the membership platform um, are, you know, discounts to her sport products, dis- discounts to partner brands. Um, you know, we we run monthly competitions where members will will get a prize. Uh, this month it's a, a Huawei watch, so it's a pretty good prize. You know, we've we've uh, access to free tickets to games. You know, we're working closely with different organisations to to grow the attendance at that sport at the at the different sporting events. Um, but also if you're part of our community, like you might get access to those tickets for free. And there's a couple of other um, uh, perks in there too. But a lot of people, they they believe in what we do um, and, and they really want to, to see it continue to grow. And like even from the the amount of people that have joined the membership in the past, like it's only launched like two or three weeks, like the difference that will that will make to us over the yeah. next year or two or three years yeah. is is actually quite significant yeah. and people oh, don't yeah. necessarily realize yeah. that we, you know we we manage stores that where you know 30 40% of their rev, seven figure revenue is is built on the back of subscriptions mm-hmm. so i get that like you know analyzing subscriptions and when you add subscriptions to a business it's a complete yeah. game changer in actual fact in uh, vc companies that are acquiring e-commerce companies mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a subscription there with with long tail future revenue, it, I mean, it increases the value. <laughs> it's of, of interest rate. It away. is. It is absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, look, all I can say is well done. Thank uh, you. Just to go go to a you made you made a point a couple of times that you know there's a lot of people that are supporting you and want you to do what you're doing. I I, I can see why. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's fantastic. Thank you. Um, and I just wish you the best of luck. And you know, the Shopify store. I know it's in its infancy. I know mm-hmm. it's 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 obviously part of your yeah part of your grand plan and yeah, all of yeah. the things you want to do so um, you know so well done and I just wish you I wish you every success and I wish you a lot of success with your Shopify store as well thank you thank you thank you for your time thanks a million thanks for listening all of our episodes are available on Spotify iTunes and Google Podcasts A special note of appreciation goes to our sponsors, Rewind.io, the leading backup solution for Shopify store owners. Get your first month of Rewind for free by simply responding to any welcome email once you sign up for your free trial on Rewind.io. If you're a Shopify user with an exciting story to tell, reach out to the team on podcast at milkbottlelabs.com. Until the next time, take care.